For the first time in this podcast's history, we preview a playoff game. The Arizona Cardinals take on the Los Angeles Rams tonight. SoFi Stadium, it's going down. A battle of NFC West teams. It's the grudge match. They each have a victory. And to the rescue for the Arizona Cardinals defense, Justin James Watt. He's coming to play for the Arizona Cardinals. He's back, baby. We're breaking it down. Full preview plus players of the game. It's Bo and it's Alex and it's Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time to rise up, Red Sea Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, hanging out with you. Full preview episode right here. Free and available on all platforms, including our YouTube channel. Check it out. Subscribe. You'll get all that great daily content from Alex and myself. It goes beyond. If the Cardinals, for some reason, they don't win on Monday night, we're going to continue throughout the week breaking down things. What went wrong? We'll start to preview the offseason. We'll get into some mock drafts, but not so fast. J.J. Watt officially going to be back into the Arizona Cardinals roster just in time for their wild card weekend showdown with the Los Angeles Rams. What that's really going to mean for this defense that needs to look more like it did in week four when J.J. Watt was there than it did in what, week 14 on Monday Night Football where they lost that contest to Matthew Stafford and crew. We really appreciate you making Lockdown Cardinals your first Listen each and every day. Thank you so much. Follow along on Twitter at LockdownAZCards, at Clancy's Corner, and at Bob Rock to follow me, Bo Brock. Today, we observe, of course, the life and the work of Martin Luther King, MLK Day. Very important day each and every year. If you're off, well, enjoy the day off. And if you're working, we thanks, we're very thankful for you to turn us on during work because, of course, you got to get ready for this game. Alex, JJ, Poked a little fun at our guy Cam Cox from uh, Channel 12, 12 News, because he asked a question about if he's going to play Sunday or not. And J.J. said, no, I'm not playing Sunday, but I am playing Monday. <laughs> to paraphrase a little bit, what is uh, reinserting Justin James Watt back into this defensive lineup do for the Cardinals against the Rams? I mean, th- there's a couple things. When the Cardinals signed him, there was you know this chance that he wasn't going to play all 17 weeks, whether it be load management or nagging injuries or whatever. Uh, what happened was his arm fell off, and he decided <laughs> to play the rest of the game with uh, against Houston, and he's made it his goal to come back if the Cardinals were to make the playoffs to play in the playoff game, and that's exactly what he's going to do. Now, when they signed him for the amount of money that they did, it wasn't just on the field stuff. We talked about this early on. It was leadership. It was turning a corner. It was making this team a grown-up organization. And that's what he did. And I always reference to Zayvon Collins rolling down the fairway because he forgot J.J. Watt's breakfast when they were supposed to play golf together. The rookie hazing started, and J.J. Watt became a leader almost immediately with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, when he plays on, on Monday night, the run defense is going to have an uptick just because he's there. I don't know if that means that the play calling is going to be different from Sean McVay at all or you know if they're actually going to see a step forward with the run defense, number one. Number two, this is going to make the linebackers' job a lot easier because J.J. Watt is on the field, and he's going to need to get the respect from the opposing offensive line. And that's something we haven't seen from one side of of the line since he's been gone. So I think it should not only – not just his numbers are something that needs to be looked at. It's it's 
how well is Isaiah Simmons get to the quarterback? Is David Collins be rushing the quarterback? Marcus Golden. That's what we're going to see. And also the secondary job should be a little bit easier because again, the scheme has to be somewhat made offensively around JJ Watt by the Rams. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, what they would need to do with and what they're able to do with J.J. Watt back in the lineup is it's where, where they had all the early success as a defensive unit on third down, on you're just shutting teams down on fourth down and the few times that they would go for it. It was all when he was in the lineup and it all ended when he uh, his arm ex- absolutely exploded. I mean, the sources said that he tore his labrum, his bicep, his rotator cuff, and then somehow, some way, uh, you know, he gets a bionic arm. I have no idea what, what goes into that, but he's going to be back and you got to assume that he's also going to be a highly functioning as he always is. And he's going to add that morale boost because the Arizona Cardinals, it seemed like each and every week that he was gone, even though he was still there, you know, in spirit to sound lame, but also be on the sidelines. And he's, uh, he's running to the end zone to celebrate a turnover for the Cardinals in a couple games. Um, they, they fell off defensively. It felt like each and every week he was further removed from the lineup. And it's just going to be a huge boost. Uh, and you know, like, just coming out onto the field, they're going to just have an extra energy because that team is just going to feed off a guy like Watt. They just, they are. It's it's going to be something that's going to be, that's going to energize this group that absolutely needs energy. It's like, how do you kind of buck a four out of five game trend where you lose those games you put a stud player back in your lineup like J.J. Watt, it makes things a lot easier. Your mic's off. You, ha- you have this, uh, this whole hubbub about, you know, Von Miller getting acquired by the Rams and how, you know, J.J. Watt's old. J.J. Watt's four days older than Von Miller, okay? <laughs> and he's playing at a much higher level this year before he got hurt than Von Miller was. So if, even if those two cancel each other out scheme-wise on the opposing side, that's a step forward that the Cardinals haven't had over the last handful of weeks. And you're right. I mean, it's when you see J.J. Watt going full-on, you know, Hulk before the game starts it, at SoFi, it's going to be – there's going to be a lot of Cardinals fans there. There's going to be a yeah. lot of Cardinals fans there. And that's going to be as close to a home game as you can get on the road um, in a playoff game because, you know, Rams fans aren't as rabid as other fans in the NFL. Like, this is all setting the stage for the Cardinals having the best possible chance to win with DeAndre Hopkins still out. You know, yeah. Marco Wilson's trending back to play. James, James Conner is going to be a game-time decision. But Chase Edmonds, like, Chase Edmonds is going to play. Like, they're going to have their ducks in a row, and they just have to go and win a football game. Yeah, we had a little scare about Isaiah Simmons. He missed practice mm-hmm. a couple uh, days ago, back at practice uh, to wrap up the week. Uh, so exciting there. And, and I think of, like, when you think about where they were successful in week four, and it was as far as getting Matthew Stafford off his spot, I even remember a play where Isaiah Simmons came uh, up the gut and nearly got a sack of Matthew Stafford. He got a bad call on him. But Matthew Stafford sent an errant throw that would have been Marco Wilson's first pick of his of his career, and it was waved off. But it's what our guy Travis Rogers told us about that interior pressure is going to be so important. And when you've got one of the guys that can create the most interior pressure in the last decade in the NFL and J.J. Watt, I mean, it's exciting for the Arizona Cardinals because they can get back to the brand of defense that made them so successful early on. Yeah, I mean, and, and just to put a button on this, like Matt Stafford, he's skittish. You know, we've yeah. seen what happened. And if you have big 99 running at you or batting down balls, which is what he's still so great at, at the line of scrimmage, like anything to make Matthew Stafford uncomfortable and not being able to river dance in the backfield, that's mm-hmm. what you want. And J.J. Watt adds to that. He adds to that. And the Arizona Cardinals can get a big win. And like, 
I know that's get, that's getting too far ahead of ourselves, but you know the the Rams will be in shambles. Like this fan base will cannibalize itself. Like they won't know what to do because they would have they they would finish uh, the season earlier than they did last year with Jared Goff and, and the John Wolford experience, whatever that was. Uh, and, and because they make this big, big move and they go nowhere, it, it 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 did they didn't improve really anywhere. Sure, they were able to win the division, but. I don't know. It would just put this team in a, t- in a tough spot, and that's always fun to see as well if you're a Rams hater, just to kind of see this fan base uh, lose its mind uh, because they thought they'd found the missing link. And, and right now, their biggest probably uh, concern is their quarterback because of how poorly he's played. Nine turnovers in his last four games. Let's get more into this matchup. We'll get into the spread of it. We'll make our full predictions by the end of it. But the Arizona Cardinals get J.J. Watt back. It's exciting. It's the first time we're previewing a playoff game here on Locked On Cardinals. We started this podcast. What you you started in seventeen, right, Alex? Yep. And then um, they fell short that season, the last year for BA. And then twenty eighteen, we don't like to talk about it. That's when I joined the the crew. And then uh, five wins. It's been downhill ever since. You know, <laughs> it's been downhill. But it's been a rise as far as this team's concerned. And finally, they're going to play under the bright lights on Monday Night Football, the last game of the uh, of the playoff weekend, Super Wild Card weekend. Let's get more into the conversation. Let's get into Kyler Murray. Let's get into this offense, what they can do, and uh, really start to preview the matchups in this game. It's Locked On Cardinals. Follow along on Twitter, at Locked On AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, at Bob Rack, and... What's a better pregame snack? Like if you're headed out to Glendale, if you're headed out to the Great Lawn and you're going to tailgate and you're stuck in traffic, I got a little secret weapon that will keep you uh, nourished during that drive and ready to tailgate like the best of them. It's Built Bar. If you've got a New Year's resolution to eat healthier, to get in shape, well, Built Bar can be your secret weapon as well. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's actually better tasting than most candy bars out there and easier to stick to your resolution. Most built bars, they contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs, and 17 grams of muscle packing protein in most bars, maybe even more so in some of them. Compare that to a candy bar, which is like 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to the website. Save yourself some cash in the new year. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. That's LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Dot com. Hope you had a great weekend watching the football games out there. It was a uh, you know, decent matchup to kick off the postseason, the Bengals and the Raiders. Raiders were down knocking at the door, potentially tying the game, and Derek Carr threw a game-sealing pick from the nine-yard line. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, they're able to do what uh, Carson Palmer and Chad Johnson and Andy Dalton and A.J. Green weren't able to do in Cincinnati, and that's win a, a playoff game. Their first playoff win in 31 years. Zach Taylor, a guy like Cliff Kingsbury, a fan base that was kind of a polarizing topic, the young head coach. He gets his first playoff win in his first attempt. Uh, the, the Saturday night game was an absolute stinker, but it was uh, it was Josh Allen, just a nearly perfect night for Josh Allen. Balled out five total touchdowns as they dismantled and throttled the New England Patriots. And then on Sunday, you know, Probably the worst game. A lot of people expected Tampa to do what they did to Philly. They looked impressive despite not having a couple of their key players on offense. And then you had uh, the Niners, which I 
you know, I said this, I thought I liked the Niners going into this game. I thought they matched up well against Dallas and uh, they, they did a, a lot of what the Arizona Cardinals were able to do to Dallas. Um, a little, maybe a little controversial ending, but come on, Dallas can't put themselves in that position. Jimmy G nearly threw it away, but the Niners, they move on. They survive in advance, and uh, it was a big win for them. So if the Arizona Cardinals win on Monday night, that means they're going to Florida. They're yeah. facing their former coach. I mean, can we take a second? And so I put out on Twitter before, um, and we'll do our game predictions and stuff in a sec, like, I don't know what people are ingesting to think that playing Green Bay is better than playing Tom Brady. Like, it's not going to be. I looked at the weather. I did the research. It's not going to be negative 13 with three feet of snow on the ground. It's going to be eight degrees. It's going to be cold. I'd much rather play a dude that's won one Super Bowl who hasn't made a Super Bowl in a long time than the than the defending champions down Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette's probably going to play next week. Like, Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady is greater than Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and their running backs. And Tampa Bay's defense is getting healthy. Like, I don't understand the backlash. Think, oh, no, it's cold. Let's go to the warm. Who are you playing in the warmth? The best quarterback ever? Oh, that's right. Like, I, I, I can't fathom that. The one thing that the 49ers did do, though, is the Cardinals still have a chance to host the NFC Championship game. That's one thing that the Cardinals still have the ability to do. If they went out and, <laughs> and, and, and the 49ers beat Green Bay, which they've been apt to do. They lost by a field goal earlier this season. They've knocked Green Bay out of the playoffs the last two years where they were, where they were able to, I believe. I mean, that, that is the one upside to this, but we've got, you know, we've got to witness the Cardinals win Monday night first. People, people really freak themselves out by, you know, uh, recent history. Like, sure, Green Bay had the better 2021, but like there's Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl rings. Seven. Seven. He's been to 10 Super Bowls. He's like, he is just as, you know, it, death taxes and Tom Brady playing in the Super Bowl. I mean, if yeah. you face Tampa Bay, you're pretty much ending your season. As far like, who has a history of choking in the playoffs? Not Tom Brady. That team that wears the the green and in, in yellow. It's the uh, or gold, whatever you want to call it. The Packers do. Even when they have home field, how many times do people like, oh, you don't want to go to Lambeau, you don't right. want to play a game in January, and Eli Manning goes in there and wins a football game. Eli Manning. I know he's got two, two Super Bowls, but like, who would have thought? Like, is it a good matchup if you have a Eli Manning at quarterback or Aaron Rodgers? It just doesn't seem to matter. One team has a history of choking, the other team doesn't. So I I don't disagree with it. I also don't think like somebody should take a hard stance on it. Like nobody should be like, you're an idiot for having it take either way on who do you want to play? Pick your poison, Tom Brady or, or Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, we, we can talk so much about, about JJ Watt in, in this, uh, in this, this uh, Cardinals defense and, and Marco Wilson could potentially get back. And, and that would be huge for the Arizona Cardinals. That would be a big boost. As I said, Isaiah Simmons would be big. Uh, regardless of what happens, like JJ Watt needs to be a monster against the run. And so does everybody else. Like you have to slow down the run against the, the Rams. You have to, I know it's scary to think about what Matthew Stafford can do with Cooper cup and OBJ, but at the same token, like you have to make them one dimensional to even really have a chance. Like the rush defense has to show up. It can't have a performance like it did to finish the season. No, it's true. I mean, it, it's like, the Rams offense is tough to figure out because they, I mean, Cooper Cup is obviously the first and second option. Um, 
but you have, I mean, they've got comparatively speaking, an embarrassment of riches compared to the rest of the NFL. I mean, you have Odell Beckham's your third wide receiver. I mean, I think Van Jefferson has moved into that role, maybe two and two a, and they've got a bevy of running backs. I just don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like if they can not give up the Cooper cup, Van Jefferson, OBJ, big play and yeah. keep the running in front of you, I would rather have them run the ball than Matthew Stafford get going. You know, because sure, he can throw interceptions, but if if you're forcing them to throw because the running game isn't working, that's where you want to be. Because that's yes. where Matthew Stafford forces balls into, into you know, smaller windows. Than, he's always done that forever, forever. Mm-hmm. So that's the goal is to be able to force, like, you want them to run the ball, have, them, have, you, have the Cardinals stop the run, and then force third and six, Matthew Stafford throwing the ball. Like, that's the... That's the goal of all of this. And and it with pressure on third down, that's where JJ Watt eats. So, like mm-hmm. talking back to the JJ Watt thing, like that's and then Chandler Jones has played better recently. Hopefully, Marcus Golden is healthier. Like this defense come Monday night will be the healthiest it's been in a while. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it's a good time to get get healthier. And, and you think about where the Arizona Cardinals have had uh, fallen short, especially on third down, where the difference is in like where Vance Jeff Vance Joseph, he, he pressure downs are first and second, and then he doesn't rush anybody. But you know your three defensive linemen on third down, like JJ Watt can still generate enough pressure to to really mix things up and and make up for where you're short in the secondary. But then there's also this thing as far as the Cardinals go. Well, before that is. If you if you can stop the run game, like it, it, and it makes them one dimensional, it, it it just helps out. Like it doesn't open up plays for guys who are not named Cooper Cup. Like other guys, like otherwise they have to run extraordinary routes. They have to be better than the guy they're they're that's defending them, and they can be. But like OBJ, his game goes to another level if they're running the ball effectively. Tyler Higby becomes a big issue because. You don't know what to do as far as the tight end goes. So it just opens up the playbook for Sean McVay and crew that you can take away if you can just be effective against the run or at least create enough negative plays to where they can't consistently rely upon that. Now, like the secondary goes, I think that the Rams might be have a bigger, like more liabilities in their defensive secondary now. Like Taylor Rapp, their safety, he's out for this game. They just signed Eric Weddle off the streets. He's 97 years old. Yeah, he's a thousand. He hasn't played in a long time he wasn't exactly the best cover safety in the league um and and like outside of Jalen Ramsey like I think that Kyler Murray can legitimately pick apart this defensive secondary if they play their cards right I call dibs on player the offensive player of the game I call dibs okay Okay. you know I call dibs you always get to go first I call dibs I don't know if that's true I try to we try to vary it but uh I just think it's it's be so important because I mean how many times like hey this is a good matchup for the Cardinals they're missing key players in this in this area and it just never works out they didn't have Jalen Ramsey the last time and they still struggle to really move the ball effectively the one big difference here offensively is that if James Conner plays they're both going to be on the field him and Chase Edmonds yeah this is this is the goal it's not about the wide receivers anymore it's about playmakers and getting them into positions to, to succeed. And like AJ Green's going to be AJ Green. Imagine if AJ Green was playing the OBJ role where he's the one that people forget about until you need a big catch. That's where you want AJ Green to be in this offense. And we'll see Rondo Moore. It's still up in the air whether he's going to play or not. He's been hurt for a long time. So going back to the Rondo Moore pick seems not so great after one year. 
It yeah. seems like exactly what we thought it was going to be after one year. Something to put a button into this offseason. We'll see what happens for the rest of the playoffs. But Chase Edmonds and James Conner on the field at the same time, that's when the Cardinals are at their best. And we didn't know that when the season started because we've seen one, we've seen the other. We haven't seen them both together. And if you can figure out a way to have James Conner and Chase Edmonds have that high of impact that they've had without each other together, mm-hmm. then you're cooking with something. And then that opens up everything down the field. It opens up everything. Yeah, and you can run right at Von Miller, who, of course, an exceptional pass rush artist. Uh, he's a guy that you can run Chase Edmonds right at. And he's fast enough to get around the corner on him, which is going to be huge in, in how they go. Also, one more thing before we get into our predictions as far as the interior of this Arizona Cardinals offensive line has to play. They have to show up and, and, and ball out. I mean, I, I know we're going to see Aaron Donald eat here one, maybe two sacks, but he just can't be in the backfield each and every play. It's going to come down to Max Garcia. It's going to come down to Justin Pugh. We'll see if he's available. Uh, And and DJ Humphreys has to have a bounce back game against Vaughn Miller. That's a huge matchup for the Cardinals. Yeah, this is where you're missing Max Williams. You know, remember him? Like, this is a perfect game where Max Williams would show exactly why he's rostered by the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. My my biggest key to victory coming up, plus our predictions, what we think is going to happen tonight as the Arizona Cardinals visit the Los Angeles Rams to wrap up wildcard weekend in the NFL. Can't wait for it. And the Arizona Cardinals, that point spread, it's dwindling. They were four and a half point uh, dogs to start the week. That's down a full point, probably with the addition of J.J. Watt. Now it's the Arizona Cardinals plus three and a half. Road dogs, this total for the game, 49 and a half, which I think is down from where it was earlier this season a couple times. 49 and a half, still a lot of points expected to be scored in this game. If you want any of that action, bet online. Well, not only would they like to wish you a happy new betting year, but they want to help you get all that action in the playoffs and beyond. Bet online remains your number one spot. Best sports wagering action in 2022. New year, new updated desktop mobile website. Sign up today. Get a 50% welcome bonus. All you have to do is use the promo code locked on and you'll get 50% on top of your first deposit. You put in 100 bucks. That means you get $53 to help build your stack. Football, hoops, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of any of these amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts thanks for making locked on cardinals your first listen each and every day this entire season i hope we're uh, continuing the season beyond today uh we've got our halftime show it's going down tonight and between uh the first half and the second half when the teams go to locker room you'll see alex and myself we'll have our post game reaction show and then we'll have a fresh new pod ready for you tomorrow morning midnight and then Pacific and also 10 a.m., our YouTube show will, will uh, premiere, hopefully talking about a big Arizona Cardinals victory. Uh, key to victory for me is, is getting that interior pressure on Matthew Stafford. And, uh, you know, and, and then on the other side of things, it's, it's to really run successfully. I think the Arizona Cardinals really have to tap into the run game, and Kyler Murray is a part of that, and go over the 200-yard mark against the Rams in order to have success tonight. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's, it's control the clock. It's, it's be, be on the field and no, um, no quick three and outs after a score by Los Angeles. Like we've said, like the keys to victory, exactly what they were starting in week one, no bad penalties inside the red zone and, and, and no quick three and outs after LA puts points on the board. Like 
Yeah. That's in perpetuity. That's what it is. The the former has been something that we've still dealt with watching with bad penalties inside the red zone. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'll put a, that's, it's just what we've watched. So, so those are the two that, those are two that I'll say are, are the biggest. I mean, it's sure establishing the run comes with the time of possession, so sure, you're going to want to run the ball. This team is best when running the ball is effective. And what we've seen through the first handful of games is if you can run the ball effectively in the playoffs, you're going to win football games. Yep. You know, that's what we've seen. Look at what Devin Singletary did. The Bills figured out that you're allowed to run the ball. And look at mm-hmm. what's happening. I mean, if the, the Bills can win the Super Bowl if they run the ball as much as they did, the Cardinals need to be able to run the ball effectively and not rely on Kyler Murray throwing the ball. But yeah. And penalties inside the red zone are just an absolute killer, especially for a team that hasn't been able to punch it in as well as they did in the beginning of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, in running the football opens up, makes the mixed guys who aren't named DeAndre Hopkins, who isn't going to be playing in this game, makes their life easier, easier as far as getting open, getting separation because the defense is kind of held at bay. They don't know if Kyler's going to run the ball. They don't know if Chase Edmonds is running the ball, James Conner, and it just makes them that more effective. You mentioned the red zone. That's also a huge emphasis that the Arizona Cardinals need to change the trend during their their losing skid here. Or not losing skid, but four of their last five. Uh, it, it's the red zone offense. Like I think, one, it, it's you rely on all those running backs. They, they, they have the ability to catch the football as well, but you can't look towards A.J. Green in the red zone in this game. You just can't. And you have to know, Kyler Murray has to know, okay, here, here's a couple plays that I really like that involve Christian Kirk or Zach Ertz if we have to throw the football. If we get stuffed on first and second down running the football, I know that I've got these plays in the playbook that I like that's going to get these guys open some space in the end zone and we can turn things around in the red zone. Yeah, um, I tweeted out on, um, on Sunday, if Tom Brady can run the ball on first and second and goal, you can too. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. You don't have to reinvent here. James Conner has been one of the most effective runners of the football inside the five-yard line we've seen this year. And he's, it was probably him and Derrick Henry, one in 1A before Derrick Henry went down for the year. Like, run the damn ball. You don't have to get cute. You don't have to run end arounds. You don't have to run, you know, student body rollouts to the right. Just run the damn ball from point A to point B. Just run it. Trust, trust Rodney Hudson. That's why you traded for him. Trust him to run the ball up the gut. Okay. And sure, that opens up so much with Kyler Murray's, you know, you know, play action bootleg where where he can where he can high step into the end zone. Keep it simple early. Don't throw the ball as you mentioned. Don't throw the ball on first and second down. First and second, uh, first first and goal, second and goal inside the 10. Don't do it. Run the ball. Run the ball. Yeah. All right. Let's let's do it. It's time to to predict. We've had an we had an extra day. Extra day to think about it. I've told you that my, my confidence continues to build for it, and it just uh, it boiled over. My confidence boiled over when J.J. Watt officially said that he's coming back and he's going to be in the lineup. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to be focused for this game. They're going to be ready to play. I know Sean McVay's record against the Arizona Cardinals is 9-1. and one. I know that Kyler Murray's 1-5 against the Rams, and he's been sacked more times by the Rams than any other opponent and picked off by the Rams more than any other opponent. But I think it's going to be a Kyler Murray game. I think uh, whether you're watching the Manning cast, if you're going to watch the actual broadcast, they're going to be saying his name, and they're going to be waxing poetic against the Arizona Cardinals franchise quarterback. The Cardinals can win this game. I think they can play kind of exactly like San Francisco played against Dallas. Uh, on both sides of the football, get a lead, and it's going to get a little hairy at the end. The Arizona Cardinals are going to come out with a 29-23 win. 
I'm so happy you said the number 29 because I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to do a Bo Brock here. I'm going to give two answers. If right. the Cardinals score 30 points, they win. If they don't, they lose. Because here's the thing. The Cardinals can, like, if it's a high-tempo game, there's a lot of offense being scored, the Cardinals can beat anybody. If the Cardinals are not going to win a 19-17 game because I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury to have them ready to win games down the stretch. I don't trust it. So if the Cardinals can put up a 30-burger, 30 points or more, the Cardinals win. 29 points or less, the Cardinals lose. It's going to come down to if they can kind of get that game plan in motion early where they play defense early, offense cashes in, and then they play pretty good football going into halftime, get some momentum, and then come out and kind of score a dagger touchdown or tack on with Matt Prater and and then just kind of don't look back or just kind of play prevent a little bit, not just saying the defense, but just kind of prevent the Rams from from going off and rallying back. I, the, the, this is going to be... A fascinating game because, you know, I can see it going every which way. Like, I could see the Rams winning, running away. I can see the Cardinals winning, running away. I can see a shootout. Uh, the only thing I don't really see happening or imagine happening is like a defensive struggle on either side. Yeah, unless there's a bunch of turnovers from both sides where, where, yeah. where it's like where, where you're in a situation where, I mean, I guess I could see this too, where it's whoever wants to lose the least. It's not <laughs> like a team wins a game. It's a team just fumbles along the finish line first. Yeah. Which, which is, or uh, you know, stumbles across the finish line first, which we've seen from both sides. Matthew Stafford has never played an important game. This is the first real important game Matthew Stafford's ever played in. Kyler Murray's never played in a playoff game. Do you trust the 35-year-old? Do you trust the young buck? Like, do you trust the number one wide receiver that we've seen, like, this year? Do you trust? I don't know. I mean, it's it's brutal. So that's a good transition into our players of the game. I'm going to go offense. I'm going to steal it right now. It's Christian Kirk. Go get a contract. Mm. Go get a contract. <laughs> you want a contract? Go get a contract. This is the first game that you and Kyler Murray have played together that's mattered. Okay? Go get a contract. Your team needs you down the field. Now, a lot of this has to do with the clipping of the wings that Cliff Kingsbury sometimes does from this offense. But if they can find Christian Kirk in space, he's Chase Edmonds as a wide receiver. He's incredible in space. He's got great hands down the sideline on his, on the go routes. I'd like to see them get a little bit more creative than run run fast and hopefully Kyler Murray gets the ball to you. Like, you'd like to see him in the slot. You'd like to see him running crossing patterns in space. But it's Christian Kirk, and it needs to be Christian Kirk because he's the most capable wide receiver that they have at this point. Yeah, and, and I trust Jay Glazer saying that uh, James Conner's going to play, and James Conner has four touchdowns against the Rams in two games. James Conner, if he can have that success, if he can get in the end zone like he has and help fix this red zone offense because it's not going to be James Conner from far away. It's going to be him cashing in or like close so give me James Conner getting in the end zone and, and being the Cardinals offensive player of the game. But I'm looking at really the rushing tack as a hill, but James Conner to kind of get the uh, get the spotlight because he's the one getting in to the to the paint. All right, defensive side of the football. Chandler Jones? I mean, right. go get a contract. You know, like <laughs> like the, that's the theme of the show. Like, here's the thing. Chandler Jones that son of a gun has shown just enough towards the tail end of the season where you're reopening the door. Like they should probably have him retire a Cardinal, you know? And then, cause it like, it depends on how much he wants. And I feel like the James, the JJ Watt contract is what he's going to want. And cause he's a little mm-hmm. bit younger than what JJ got. And it's team friendly because I'm sure they will be an out after the first year. They can figure They can figure out a way to get out of it and trade him for a third round pick or something. If it doesn't work after the first year, but I feel like, 
cohesion is going to be important for the future of this team. James Conner's definitely shown enough. I don't know about Chase Edmonds, but like everybody's on expiring deals, it seems like. So this is a game not only for uh, recruiting for free agents for the Cardinals as an organization, but all these guys are playing for contracts. All of them. Ertz, uh, your backfield, Edmonds and Connor, as you mentioned, AJ Green, Christian Kirk Kirk, on the defense, as you mentioned, uh, a ton of players there. So it's interesting. I mean, who's got more motivation? The guys that have all the money, guaranteed money in the bank, like a lot of the stars on the Rams already do, or some guys playing for some big deals. Arizona Cardinals have a ton of those guys. They're not short on those guys. So we'll see if that adds some extra motivation for tonight. It's been an incredible season if uh, you know this is where it ends. But uh, also, as I said, I'm confident we're going to be breaking down a Cardinals victory come tomorrow. Did you give your – Did you give your? so you gave two scenarios. You went political on this one. You didn't give a – at least I didn't choose a coach for player of the game like you've done a couple times. I did so, that once. Okay, that's one too many. So this that? is mine, so we're even. If the Cardinals <laughs> score 30 points, they win. If they don't, they lose. The first to 30 scenario from Clancy lays it out there. Look, the Arizona Cardinals would be in good shape if they, if they scored 30 points. And with this defense, it's going to have to have a bounce-back game after a bad game against Seattle. I know they had the, the scoop six, but... You know, they still gave up what thirty-one points to to Seattle, or, or you know, it was it was thirty-eight thirty at the end of the day. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Like I said, look for some great stuff coming your way the rest of the day. We're not doing a pregame show; that's absurd, right? People are gonna be in their cars, <laughs> yeah. getting out there, um, yeah. fighting traffic. We're gonna be here at halftime, right here at Locked On AZ Cards on Twitter to find it, or our YouTube page, Locked On AZ Cardinals, and uh, we'll see you at halftime. Hopefully things are going well, right. If they're not, you know, we're not going to uh, shy away from talking about it, debating about it. Uh, we're just hoping for a great game tonight and uh, hoping to survive and advance in the NFL, NFC playoffs. It's here, baby. Had to Woo! wait all weekend long. Rise up, Red Sea. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you, everybody, soon. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, thanks for making us your first listen. Now check out our friends over at Locked on Bets for great insight on tonight's matchup.